Welcome to Pop Culture Rx, where we sit down with a medical expert and talk through various health-related topics circulating in today's media. We've got you covered. An unexpected health condition can happen to anyone at any time, celebrity or not. In our discussions, you'll hear from a variety of professionals sharing insight and advice on these topical conditions. Thanks for listening. Today, we're talking about country artist Granger Smith, who recently opened up to his fans about the loss of his three-year-old son, River, who actually accidentally drowned at his family home. In midst of all of this, the family decided that they were going to help others through organ donation, and River actually saved the lives of two people. So today I'm here with Dr. Michael Goldstein, and he specializes in transplant surgery, so he is the expert in all things organ donation. I was reading how as of January 2019, the number is well over 100,000 for people waiting for an organ to be donated or a match. So it must be hard some days to be a transplant surgeon to deliver that kind of news. Like, oh, you're still on the list. Yeah. Like, I, I still don't have anything for you. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, someone dies every few minutes. I think the statistic is every 10 minutes someone dies on the waiting list. Um, these people have chronic medical diseases and their lives are, are really uh, difficult waiting for organs. And because of the dramatic organ shortage, not only in the United States, but in the world all around, um, you know, they're really just waiting for that phone call. And the sad part is, yes, someone does have to die for the most part for a lot of these people to receive the life-saving organ transplants. People can be living donors and donate kidneys. Uh, and save people, and that's the vast majority of people who need organs are waiting for kidneys. About 80 to 90 percent of the, of the wow. 113,000 need kidneys for transplant that have end-stage kidney failure. And then there's the, the rest of the, of the organ requirements are much smaller. About 10,000 or so are waiting for liver transplants, about two to 3,000 for heart transplants, and a, about 1,000 for lung transplants. So the vast majority, 90,000 or so, are kidney patients. And is kidney the only organ that you can donate as a living donor? Um, not technically, but it is the most realistic in terms of what people do. Um, people have donated part of their pancreas to cure diabetes. People have donated part of their lung. Uh, but for the most part, it's and, and for people donate part of their liver as well. But if you look at the overall numbers, the vast majority of living donors are kidney donors because of the safety of donating a kidney compared to donating part of another organ. It's much more dangerous to donate part of your liver, part of your lung, part of your pancreas than it is to give a, a whole kidney to someone technically. So those patients have much better outcomes and, and it's much more common. He was three years old, right? They donated his organs and two of his organs saved two lives, but they saved adult lives. Right. So how could, you know, your someone little little guy's organs save you know a 52 year old right so depending on the organs again so for hearts livers and lungs they're very much size dependent um, you can't take a baby's heart and put it in an adult chest and expect it to work it would be too much strain on that heart so we try to match the size of the hearts the size of the lungs and truly the size of the livers um, kidneys are kind of unique in that baby kidneys can actually grow really fast. So you can take two baby kidneys out 
and give it to two different adult individuals. And within six months, that infant's kidney or that child's kidney will double in size, hypertrophy to get to an adult size and function normally. So that's probably, I don't know the event related, I don't know which organs were donated, but I suspect that if two of the organs went to adults, mm -hmm. I suspect it was the individual kidneys. So how young could you be? I mean, you were saying infant, so an infant could technically donate their Newborns their can organ. technically donate. You, the, the newborn, wow. uh, like a stillborn, yeah. can, can donate organs and tissues. People can donate livers into their 90s. Mm -hmm. People can donate kidneys into their 80s. Um, hearts are a little bit on the younger side. We usually don't use hearts that are much older than 60, but sometimes there are. Lungs as well. Tissues can be used at all ages, um, you know, and corneas can be as well. So, and some people with cancer can still be organ donors. So some people say, well, I have cancer, I can't do it. Um, it turns out that certain cancers, you can still donate organs and tissues, uh, and you just need to be screened, but it should still be a consideration. If you're a person and you had, let's say, breast cancer, you beat it, you had a mastectomy, it was great, you're all healthy now, you can technically be an organ donor. That's correct. But would that person that received your organ, would they be more susceptible to having cancer? Any cancers over five years out that are technically cured, according to the medical specialist, one can still become an organ donor. The transplant recipients are much more at risk from their own disease and from their own medical illness. Yeah. That's why we're transplanting them, because you're not going to live if you don't get a transplant. So when it comes down to like nitty gritty about, you know, is this donor healthier than the other donor? If they're medically screened in the organ system that we have today, they're safe. Um, some are considered higher risk than others for different social reasons, but for the most part, the system works really well and it's very, very safe. There are just not enough organ donors. And if you look at the numbers, I don't know if you want to get into the numbers a little bit. Sure. Um, you know, what's really interesting, if you look at our state, if you look at the state of New Jersey, okay. there are about 8 million people in our state. And if you look at all the people that could donate, so all 8 million could become organ donors, which yeah. would be incredible because there are only 119,000 people waiting. So if 8 million people can be organ donors, you, wow, you would wipe out the waiting list. But all 8 million can't be organ donors because only living donors, when you're alive, can, you, know, you can donate kidneys and maybe part of mm -hmm. your liver. So for the most part, deceased donation is the mainstay for other organs like heart and, liver and lung. Um, so if you think about, in New Jersey, about 1% of the population dies each year. So there's about 80,000 deaths in New Jersey each year. And of those 80,000 people, I'm gonna give you a question and see if you know this. How many people in the state of New Jersey do you think donate their organs when they die? I'm gonna say less than half. Greatly less than half. So it's about 1%. Wow. Yeah, it's really low. It's even probably lower than that. So only there are only 250 organ donors per year in New Jersey. 250 of 80,000 who potentially die, right? Um, there are a number of reasons why that is. One, because not everyone wants to donate. Now, in general, when interviewed, people would say more than, more than three quarters of the people when interviewed say, yes, I will be an organ donor. So our organ donation rates in New Jersey and in the United States as a whole are generally about 75% or higher when asked. So that's good. So the vast majority when approached, the whole key is this. To be an organ donor, you need to die in a hospital. 
because if you die at home in your sleep silently of some medical problem your heart stops and then 30 minutes later your organs are no longer viable and so the only way people can become organ donors and most people don't know this this is the myth that's actually somewhat true people think that wow you know i i can't be an organ donor if you die in a car accident and never make it to the hospital you can't be an organ donor in our current system in the united states which is a great challenge so so few of the deaths of the 80,000 people in the in new jersey actually die at a hospital that's a medically eligible death on a ventilator. Wow, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, if you just stop breathing or your heart stops, even if you're in the hospital, if you cardiac arrest or if you die in a car accident or get shot on the street and they don't bring you and they can't resuscitate your organs, um, you're not eligible for organ donation. And that's the vast majority of people. Uh, and that's why, that's the reason. So, and of the, even if 1% were eligible, right, 1% still means that there's 800 people that could possibly donate of the 80,000, but yet we only have 250. And that's where we have to make the difference. That's where the gap, the gap between the existing potential of 250 that we have and possibly up to 1,000 that should be donating, why are we not meeting that potential? That's where we need to increase awareness. We need to get people to understand that they can sign their license. They should think about this at home. Um, and I tell a lot of people when I go out and lecture about organ <laughs> donation, you can see this is a topic I'm very strong about. Um, no, it's great. You know, why do people not know about organ donation? Because we don't talk about it every day, right? So when people go home and they go sit around their family and they're having family dinner and they say, how was school today? And how was your soccer game? And how was church? And what happened? People don't say, hey, do you want to be an organ donor? Hey, would you ever give your kidney? Um, so people don't do that. And so at the end of the day, we don't talk about it enough with our families. So no one, it's not a hot topic. And so it's so surprising when it does come up and people don't think about it. So I think that's part of it. And so awareness, making sure we talk to our families, our kids, make the, the sooner we, we talk to them in earlier in their life, they can be more aware. My children are aware of this. and. I would hope your yeah, children and they, are aware. and they talk about it with their friends and they wear their organ donation bracelets and things like that. So that's the, the key. And I hopefully, hopefully this podcast will help increase awareness. So I have a question for you. Okay. So we're at the hospital. I am going into cardiac arrest at the hospital. Bust this myth for me, yeah. if that's the correct term. Are the doctors going to not save me because I'm an organ donor? Right. So that's the biggest myth in this whole process and the biggest urban legend that just doesn't happen. No doctors are here to steal your organs, <laughs> nor do the doctors even know you're an organ donor. So when you come into a trauma center, if you were brought in by an ambulance or if you walk into a hospital, the ER doctors and nurses are there to resuscitate you and manage you immediately. They don't look at your license to see if you're an organ donor before they start taking care of you. They don't check a registry. There's no way for them to really even check a registry uh, to know whether you're an organ donor or not. They resuscitate you. They take care of you. And a matter of fact, the doctors who are saving you are somewhat removed from the process 
of organ donation for that purpose, to protect them and to protect you, to make sure that the people that are, are involved in organ donation are the ones, the experts at the organ procurement organization. They are the ones that are going to be managing the donation process. They're the ones that know whether you're on the registry. And when you present ill or sick or mm -hmm. arrested from a, a cardiac arrest, the doctors are somewhat separate from the ones saving you from the process of organ donation. It's completely yeah. separate. I guess that is true. Like if you were, you know, on the table coming in from the ambulance, like the first thing a doctor does is not going to be, oh, look at his license. Is he an organ donor? Because Correct. that they're a little preoccupied, I would, Correct. I would hope. And if anything, it's the opposite. If they do want you to be an organ donor, they're better off saving you. I had a slew of questions and I didn't really look at any of them because our conversation just kind of kept flowing. Is there anything else you wanted to share? No, I think the most important thing to share is that anyone can be an organ donor and it starts with you and it starts with thinking about it now. If you wait to the end of your life to make that decision, it's too late. So I think that the we should all be considering what we would want at the end of our life, and we never know when that's going to be. So to, that now's the time. Make the decision. Tell people what you want. Put yourself on the registry if this is something you want to do. Um, and remember that every organ saves a life, and there are people dying every day waiting, and there aren't enough organs. And from taking care of thousands of living donors, uh, I'll tell you, they, re they always report that it's the best thing that they've ever accomplished in their life by saving another person. Uh, so it's something that we should all be con considering. So how can we sign up to be an organ donor? You said that you can sign your license. Are there you know, tissue registries, for example, that we can sign up on online maybe? Yeah, there's a, there's a state um, organ and tissue registry that you, every, sta every state has one. So you can go and sign up online. And almost every state has it through the Department of Motor Vehicles or some of their public works um, offices where you can sign up. Um, in New Jersey, in New York, in Pennsylvania, they have it through the Department of Motor Vehicles where you can sign up at the time of getting your license renewed or even sometimes registering to vote. They'll, you'll have an opportunity to also register as an organ donor. So this is going to be my testimony where I would like to be an organ donor. So mom or dad or whoever I'm married to when I'm old and gray and it comes time, I would like to be an organ donor. And you can also take my arms and my legs because I probably won't need them wherever I'm going. And I encourage you all to be organ donors too. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. The material provided through this Health You podcast is intended to be used as general information only and should not replace the advice of your physician. Always consult your physician for individual care.